Welcome back to Grit. I'm Campbell, the only podcast that puts its money where its mouth is. I'm your host, Rich Ryan, and I'm joined by the entire collective, the disciple, Brett Colson, Donnie, D.P. Peters, and the resident moose himself, Mo Nuwara. Bert Minotti off to a great start in week 13 with a lone wolf coming in on Thursday night football. He was the only member of the collective to take the seven points with the Dallas Cowboys as they win outright against previously favored to win the Super Bowl, the New Orleans Saints. I know one person who was on the other side who had real American dollars on a teaser which brought the Saints down to minus one. He was very salty throughout the contest. That is one, Mo Nuara, the resident moose himself. Mo, I got to take your temperature after the contest. You went to bed heated. You had to do your capping later in the evening. How you doing after a couple hours of sleep, buddy? Uh, Not as tilted, but still pretty tilted. That shit pissed me off. Uh, <laughs> what just per- can't anybody could watch that and think Drew Brees is better than Goat Mahomes. You kept calling him Check Down Dave. Why not just Drew? That shit was embarrassing. <laughs> Throw it more than five yards beyond the line of scrimmage. Still not answering if my question. Why? If you're the best in the world, if you throw for 70,000 yards and just people are just fapping over you. It's just the fapping has been pissing me off all year. So I think that's what really came out here. But, but why? I've just been wh- getting pissed because everyone's just fapping over his overinflated numbers, playing in an era with no defense being allowed in a dome his whole career. And, and yeah, just nobody's talking about that. They're just like, oh, Bree, 70,000. <laughs> But why check down what, Dave? What era is, is Patrick Mahomes playing in? Can you just let me know? Is it, is it 2001? Well, he actually throws downfield and makes difficult throws. Look at what Breeze is doing. He just dumps it off to Kamara and Ingram every play. Why Dave? I still need to know why is he checked down Dave and not checked down Drew? Why are we changing his name to Dave? Oh, he's not even worthy of having anyone know his name. (laughs) All right, Bert, we have to turn to you real quick. Got the Lone Wolf winner. Started the week right on the right foot. Go ahead, gloat a little bit, kiddo. You guys are fish. Like, I'm I'm glad that finally, like, defense matters. Well, yeah, that and, like, everything evened out on the Saints. Like, this is pro football. How is a decent team like Dallas – a touchdown dog at home. That just can't be right. It cannot be correct. So I'm glad finally the Saints didn't cover because that's that was getting ridiculous. <laughs> well, we'll see if some of these trends do continue. We have two massive road favorites this week. The Chiefs, aforementioned chefs, laying double uh two touchdowns on the road against Oakland. And then the Rams, who are double-digit road favorites in real life, but are laying nine and a half in the contest. We'll see where everybody fell in those games in just a bit. Before we get to that, I want to remind you that our Super Contest raffle is back. All you have to do is submit one game with the Super Contest line to us at Gridiron Gamble. If you get it right, you will get a raffle ticket. In addition to that, if you retweet the tweet that includes... This podcast link, you will get a free raffle ticket. Uh, We'll draw at the end of the year eight classic NFL jerseys, including eight Gridiron Gamble shirts. So be sure to follow us and check that out at Gridiron Gamble. Also, before we get into things, if you don't already do so, if you're somehow listening to this on a browser or just a one-off, we would urge you to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. That helps us a ton. Also, Give sharpside.com a look and the Sharpside app. You can track all of your bets, follow the leaderboard, drop some advice nuggets. Sharpside in the iOS app store or Google Play Store. Let's get into the week three slate. And as always, we start with split games where there are two hosts on one side and two hosts on the other. And the aforementioned Rams Lions contest falls in this bucket. And nobody has as much conviction in this game as the god himself, Bert Minotti. He is trying to buck all of the trends, so he is taking the home dog here. Lions plus nine and a half. Bert, you have this 
in your top five. This is your second highest selection. Tell us why you like Matt Patricia and them boys. Because the Lions should never be 10-point dogs at home. I was a little impressed by what we saw out of this Lions defense last week. The secondary looked pretty good, uh, especially the safeties. Ansa finally getting some quality snaps back from injury. I think there's enough here to keep the Lions in this game in front of a home crowd. And look, even if they do fall behind, it's Matt Stafford against a defense that has sat back late in games when they're up. So the back door is always in play against the Rams. Plus, you got the public piling the big road favor here. So I like this one for the contest a lot. I, I this is a this is a really good spot for Detroit in the super contest, I think. DP, you also have the Lions, also have them in your top five, albeit at the bottom of that top five. What else do you have on Detroit? Uh, I agree with everything Brett said. Uh, I mean, public is absolutely all over the Rams here. And I mean, I believe that that's expected, uh, you know, just from a public viewing uh, aspect. But uh, I mean, nine and a half is that's a ton of points, man, to cover on the road. I like this Lions offense to be able to keep it, you know, within that number. I, I'm not sure it's going to be close, you know, but, you know, it can be certainly a, what, five to eight point game easily. And they get the backdoor cover, man. Come on. Let's get it done. DP, are you being held hostage somewhere? No, why? <laughs> you sound like it. You sound like you're coming to us from a a a hole in a mountain and the Taliban are surrounding you right now. How about that? Much better. You just escaped. You're like Jason Bourne. Well Sometimes, done. Sometimes, you know, you have to reset your settings <laughs> because the computer doesn't work correctly. <laughs> Mo, you and I wanted to love the Rams. In this game, we both have them in the middle. I have my reasons, but I would love to hear yours first. Mo, just laying all of the points on the road this week, it seems. Well, for this one, this is McVeigh off a of bye. I mean, McVeigh off a of bye versus an awful coach here. Um, and then the key is just not having carry on Johnson here is just massive for the Lions because. It looks like he's probably going to sit again. And then, like, under some circumstances, that could be, like, not that bad if, if you know, it means the Lions are going to come out and throw the ball. But um, here's the problem. This isn't your uh, this isn't your older brother's Lions offense where they have, like, you know, Marvin, uh, Tate, all these weapons on the outside. They have Galladay, and that's it. And then... Um, they also are probably going to hand it to something LeGarrette Blunt. Yeah, he made a couple fantasy owners happy last week. I doubt that's going to keep going well. Um, so I just don't see how they can keep up with this Rams offense. That's going to absolutely shred. I don't know what Brett is talking about. He thinks defense matters all of a sudden because last night Dallas was allowed to mug the uh, Saints receivers every play. So... Uh, I wouldn't count on that being the case in every other game. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and say the Rams are going to absolutely slaughter this Lions defense. You buried the lead, too. Not only are the Lions lacking weapon weapons on the boundaries, but their only weapon, Kenny Galladay, is going to be covered by Akeem Tlaib. He's back. Back in practice, Sean McVay expects him to play. Marcus Peters has been playing a role that is foreign to him. He's not a press corner. Aqib Tlaib's going to be able to take that away from him. Is he going to just step onto an NFL field and be 100% again? Probably not, but I'll take 70% of Aqib Tlaib over any replacement-level cornerback in the league right now. And on the other side of the ball, how does this Lions team get a single stop? 30th in overall defensive efficiency, 31st against the pass. And like Mo said... The way to attack the Rams is on the ground. They're 29th in rush defense efficiency. But the Lions can't do that without on Johnson. Garrett Blunt is three yards and a cloud of dust on steroids. So I don't know how this game stays close. Uh, my moral fiber did not allow me to put the Rams in my top five, but I was damn near close to doing so. Uh, the other split game, another road favorite the Colts are marching into Jacksonville after ro- uh, rolling off a ton of wins. 
and nobody has very much conviction in this game except for DP. DP is taking the road favorite. He's doing the the reverse here of that first game. He's got it right after Rams Lions, so he's got it bubbling his card. You're laying four with Mr. Luck in Jacksonville. Tell us why, DP. Because Indianapolis is the much, much better team, and Jacksonville just sucks. They have a backup QB. They don't have their running back, who is their binky. Yeah, I mean, it's, this is just Colts all day. I don't even care if this game, I don't care where this game is played. I mean, it's being played in Jacksonville, but I don't care. So my bottom six picks are coin flips. I was telling the guys the last couple of days, I absolutely hated this slate. And Colts Jags was one of those coin flips. For me, the coin ended up landing on Indianapolis. Uh, the line, look ahead line was two and a half, opened at three, so about a one point adjustment, I guess. The difference between Blake Bortles and the chainsaw, Cody Kessler. Uh, th- this is rule of professional pride. The Jags looked okay last week. I mean, they were a weird goal line stand away from maybe winning that game in Buffalo. I mean, they had the ball at the one yard line, and then there's holding and interference and drops passes, and all of a sudden. They lose by three. And then in addition to that, it's stock low versus stock high. I'm making all the arguments in favor of Jacksonville. Colts have won five straight. But who have they really beaten? Bills, Raiders, Jags, Titans, Dolphins? But I don't know. I, I, I don't think I can rule in favor of the Jags when it comes to professional pride. So I just ended up clicking Colts and sticking it at the bottom. Uh Bert Minotti, you were the highest on the Jags, but you couldn't put them higher than a 5 of 15. What do you got on Jacksonville? Yeah, this is a public perception for me. Cody Kessler, Carlos Hyde, TJ Yeldon, and the public just smashing the Colts as four-point road favorites. Look where we are in week 13 where the Colts are four-point road favorites in Jacksonville. Uh, I like the number for the Jags. I, I think... I think this is a game they're going to show up for. They want to beat their interdivision rival. They want to beat Andrew Luck. So I, I, I think this is a pretty fair line, but I like the, I like the Jag side. Preseason line, minus 7.5 in favor of Jacksonville. Just like Wild, you said. Man. Look where we are. Mo, you ended up clicking Jags as well. What made the coin come up Jacksonville? Well, that line is just kill everybody. I mean... Everyone thought this Colts team, everyone was way, way too low on this Colts team. Except for me. I finally got something right here. Well, oh, in, my God. Well, bro. Well, in May, who knew what Andrew Luck was going to be? So, And the Jags should have been in the Super Bowl. Miles Jack still has not had a blown whistle against him. <laughs> yeah. But uh, what really worries me about the Jags is Eric Flowers and this fellow backup on the left side, whatever is replacing Andrew Norwell. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't really imagine Cody Kessler to be much worse if at all, I don't know, than, uh, Bortles. He's pretty bad. Uh, this one was one of those games where everything you look at points you to the Colts, but then it's just, uh, man, they're just, Colts money is just piling in and, I just think the line is like probably pretty fair and the Colts should be small favorites that they'll probably win by. I don't want anything to do with it, to be honest. Uh, I think that the line is fine and uh, I would never want to have the Jags here. Yeah, Cody Kessler is a different kind of bad than Blake Bortles. And I don't want to do any Cody, a lot of Cody Kessler talk, but I looked it up. His interception rate is 1.6%. So... He's like a pop gun quarterback, and his his deficiencies are that he can't drive the ball downfield, but at least at a minimum, he doesn't make mistakes, which is fine against this this soft Tampa two that that Indianapolis plays. Just for example, that one point six percent interception rate, Bortles is two point eight, and really bad quarterbacks, Eli and Jay Cutler, they're at the three range. Eli three, Jay Cutler three point three. So at a minimum, it doesn't seem like the chainsaw is going to turn the ball over at all. But he's not going to be able to push the ball downfield. But that's enough about Cody Kessler versus Blake Bortles. Let's get to the Lone Wolves.
everybody's got one this week. It's been a tough road to hoe for Lone Wolves as of late. Two and eight two weeks ago, three and five last week. Bert did notch a winner last night, but Lone Wolves performing poorly, as I've said, is good for the collective. We'll turn to Mo, who has a solo Lone Wolf in his top five. Once again, Mo laying points on the road, this time with our beloved Denver Broncos. They're laying four and a half in Cincinnati against backup quarterback Jeff Driscoll and the Cincinnati Bengals. Mo, you've been on the anti-Bengal strain for a few weeks now. You are the uh, conductor of this train as it steamrolls down the track, and the Bengals look like one of the worst teams in the league. Tell us why you are once again fading them in the spot. You guys did that? Good Lord. Wake up, guys. Cincinnati is awful. How how are we still like thinking this team is competitive? Uh, this... Who opened this at minus three and a half? That's what I want to know. Who opened this at minus... Fire these people. That line was horrifying. Uh, this is Jeff Driscoll behind a backup left tackle versus this Broncos D-line, you guys. Vaughn Miller versus a backup left tackle coming after Jeff Driscoll. Who here watches Unprofesh? This is when you guys deficiencies at unprofessional is coming out here. Jeff Driscoll couldn't compete complete a pass at Florida. Yeah, but how many, There's no how many, way he's how many, gonna complete how many years ago was that though? I don't give a shit, man. I watched this guy at Florida. He was awful in college. Absolutely awful. I guess I looked at I guess he went and played at something Louisiana Tech. I don't know. I don't care. Last time I saw Jeff Driscoll playing against children, he was trash, okay? So just let me school you guys. This guy is as bad as they come, so good luck. You didn't mention the most important aspect of this game, and the only reason why the Bengals are in any way appealing. AJ. Yeah, their offense is back. <laughs> the only person that matters on their offense is back. How how wait, how is their offense back if they don't have a quarterback? What's the drop off between Andy Dalton and Jeff Driscoll? There isn't one. Very large. Very, very large. Very large. You are so drunk, it's not even funny, Mo. <laughs> Something Jeff Driscoll. Who here besides me has watched a snap of Jeff Driscoll? I watched he's played this year. Yeah, he's played multiple times this season. I'm talking about when he was an unprofessional, not against down thirty to the Browns Who when they cares? Who cares? You're talking about things that happened four years ago at his... I'm talking about competitive football games. You're unprofesh is competitive compared to profesh? It's more professional, or it's more competitive than down 30 to the Browns when they are in the quarters defense and do not give a shit. That's you think, not even real. You guys. think Greg with two Gs, Williams, ever plays soft defense, ever? Yes, I, he, when you're up 30 no, he's, in pro football he's, in the he, fourth quarter. He's bounty gate AF. I, I wanted to love the Bengals, but could only muster them in the middle of my card. Brett, you had this quite low, but DP, you've got the Bengals in your top five. Go ahead and defend these Cincinnati Bengals. This is a great spot. I, I really love this spot. I mean, the Broncos got a huge win uh, last week against the Pittsburgh Steelers, but I think that we all know what happened there. We were all really... Um, behind the Broncos because of the, it was the Pittsburgh Steelers on the road in Mile High, Big Ben on the road in Mile High. I mean, now you got Case Keenum going on the road. Listen, I know the Bengals aren't that great, but the Broncos aren't really that great. They're just not. I mean, they're good, and we can take them in certain spots, but this is not one of them. When they're laying this many points on the road, get out of here. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what Mo's talking about. Mo's analyzing games from 17 years ago in leagues that don't <laughs> matter whatsoever. SEC football in this thread. Uh, and beyond that, in addition to your your market play argument, they're coming off of two massive wins, beating the Chargers and Steelers outright. The Broncos' stock is at its absolute peak. Uh, on a neutral field, Broncos-Bengals, of course, I think the Broncos are going to win the game. But this line is inflated because of Denver's performances the last two weeks, and the Bengals are in the dumpster after getting dragged around by 
a couple teams and losing their quarterback. So this is absolute stock high, stock low. You remember the last time I told you an unprofessional quarterback was horrible and he wasn't going to be good? I don't know. After you, you watched him in the preseason, Rich? Who's that? Deshaun Kaiser. I told you he was awful and unprofessional. He would never produce anything in pro football. And you let yourself get excited watching him in preseason, and sure enough, got, awful will never produce anything. Who got excited about Deshaun Kaiser? Show me the tape. Bro, you were. Stop. No, I was excited about Dak. Goat Dak. Goat Dak who gets blown on and fumbles. Brett, like I said, lowest on this game. Anything to add? Yeah, this was at the bottom of my card because of some of the things Mo said. The Bengals' defense is dust. But this is this is the spot to fade Denver. The market finally adjusted on this team after two impressive wins. And now, like Donnie said, it's Keenum on the road. I can't, you know, you can't take Denver here. You just can't. DP's got a three-piece of lone wolves. He, too, has one in his top five after being bludgeoned on Thursday as a collective with the Atlanta Falcons. DP can't get enough. He's returning to the table for more, laying the single point against the Baltimore Ravens. Nobody else has any conviction whatsoever in this game. Uh, Brett was the highest picking the Ravens at a 6 out of 15. DP, one, how do you have conviction on this game? And two, how is it on Atlanta? Because you guys are just scared. I mean, come on. Lamar Jackson on the road. Atlanta's just, listen, Atlanta's got talent. They'll they'll get it together. I'm confident in that. I mean, at the end of the day, I think offense is going to win in the NFL. And I know Atlanta has not been great. Don't get me wrong. Um, But, I mean, you have to buy low on them. You just have to. You really, really have to. I, I love this spot. I think that this is like one of those just weird games where the Falcons just completely turn it around. Um, they they show showcase themselves as you know the Falcons of old, but it, it doesn't mean much because they're they're out of it. But I think that this is going to be a pretty easy Falcons win, like easy, like ten points plus. Minotti, you're on the other side. Tell us why. Yeah, I had the Ravens much higher, but then moved them down when I saw the line moving the other way. So this one's a little baffling to me. Baltimore's a much better football team, probably more efficient with Jackson under center. I like what Lamar opens up for them offensively. And the way to attack this Falcons unit is on the ground, where they rank 31st in run defense DVOA. They're dead last in the league in overall defense. Deion Jones might return this week, but... I'm not worried about him having a major impact as they ease him back in with a four and seven record. And you know, Baltimore should be able to score some points here. And this is a, a defense obviously good enough to force some stops against Matt Ryan. I, I I really like Baltimore here. I just don't understand what's going on with the market. Yeah, it's so bizarre, right? This opened Ravens minus three. Uh, yeah. And then it just flies in the other direction. 68% on the Falcons, which is bizarre to me. Shouldn't their stock be low? After getting undressed by a division rival in primetime, I don't know, maybe America was in some kind of tryptophan-driven haze that prevented them from fully absorbing what was happening. Uh, but I'm I'm kind of blown away by that. And, and like you said, this is a great spot for the Ravens to run straight, which is kind of what they want to do with Lamar under center. In addition to being 31st against the run, their defensive line is 30th in adjusted line yards. So this is like, this feels like bully ball for me for the Ravens. They should be able to push around that Falcons front. But like you, I just had to keep sliding the Ravens down. Uh, Mo, this was your one pointer. Anything to cap off this contest? Well, I just really want to, I really want to fade the Ravens. Um, Lamar, he's awful. He's playing awful. He's running it 15 times per game. That's not going to work. They got an incredibly lucky cover versus the Raiders. But on the other hand, the Falcons extra rest after a stinker at home against a bad QB. And I just wish it would have been nice. I don't I didn't see three, but man, holy shit, it would have been nice to get three here on the other side. But whatever, I just clicked the Ravens, but I guess wait for a better spot to fade this team. DP, you've got two lone wolves that are at the bottom, both road teams, one of them laying a massive amount of points, one getting a ton of points. Uh, Chiefs minus 14.5 in 
Oakland, you did that. And Niners plus nine and a half in Seattle. I'll let you tackle them in whatever order you choose, my friend. Chiefs are just far superior coming off a bye. Listen, we got the Raiders uh, cover out of the way. Let's uh, ditch that as quickly as possible. That's what I'm doing. But I'm also, I don't really care about this game. Just stick it at the bottom because of the massive number. And then 49ers, I mean, it's a big number. Uh, I, I feel like this game should be close. Divisional game, you know, the, the 49ers are, I, I want to say halfway decent, but I, I even feel like that's a stretch. But still, um, I mean, I just don't think the Seahawks are that good. Seahawks stock is a little bit higher than I think it should be, to, given the fact that they went on the road to play Carolina and won that game outright last week. Um, nine and a half is just a little too much to be able to cover. Uh, so I'll just take the points, but I, really no conviction whatsoever. don't really want anything to do with these two games. Um, you know, I'll just take the sides that I think are ultimately the, the better options of the two, but only by a smidge. Where Mo has gone a pinch square, the disciple is full contrarian, and he is taking the 14 and a half with the Raiders on his card. Minotti, give it to us. This is just too many points for me. I... I don't know, man. I like. I, I guess this is another public perception play for me. Like everyone is fading the Raiders, regardless of what the line is. You got the narrative of Andy Reid coming off the bye. I know we don't think people are are going to fire huge favorites in the contest, but they might just do it here. And laying two touchdowns plus on the road with a team that ranks near the bottom of the NFL in defense makes me want to vomit. So I'll take the Raiders and a pile of points. Defense mattering in this thread. Mo, you too clicked the Raiders, though. I'm, and I'm surprised, actually. I'm surprised you didn't take the Chiefs here. One, because you're a homer, and two, because you're just laying all the points on the road now. Not because of defense. This is just purely basically for backdoor potential. Uh, I think the line's pretty fair. I think the Chiefs should probably be 14-point favorites here. Um, I am excited for the return of Eric Berry. Uh, that's Chiefs Super Bowl AF if he comes out. And looks 80% of his old self. Uh, This is just how much do the Chiefs want to win by. I mean, they could definitely win this by 30 if they want to come out gangbusters and try. Another problem here is Maurice Hurst, too. I'm wondering if he's going to play. He's been really impressive, man. I actually think he's pretty good uh, from what I've seen. They're pretty good up front. I mean, Hurst is one of those guys that everyone actually really liked in the draft. But that heart condition... Uh, caused his stock to plummet uh i guess if he's okay then yeah he's gonna be the steal of the draft in like the fifth round or whatever but it looks like he might sit here and uh man that's like the only tiny little pulse the raiders had on d but whatever they don't need that much of a pulse to come back and hit a couple late touchdowns if they're down big even and if there's one matchup the raiders can exploit this is gonna sound nuts but running the ball their offensive line is 12th in adjusted line yards against the worst defensive line in football of the chiefs yeah and i will Handing say to doug martin doug martin really help you cover the cover the spread in 2018 doug martin still got the juice man if you watch football with two eyes that guy's still good he's still running hard he had one soft fumble which hurt us against the colts very annoying but that dude still still has it He's not bad at football. And if they can at least control the game a little bit, reduce the amount of possessions, then I think it might help the Raiders. But I do not have conviction in that team. The team I do have conviction in is the Seahawks. Guys, Nick Mullins went on the road against the worst pass defense in the league. 32nd in efficiency and put up 18 of 32 for 221, a touchdown, and two awful interceptions. That was some ugly tape that Mr. Mullins laid down in his first road start. Now he has to go up to CenturyLink to play the Seahawks. Good luck, buddy. Hawks 10th in defense, 10th against the pass. And this team... You look at their their schedule, here's the teams they've lost to. At Denver, at Chicago, home and away to the Rams, 
and then home to the Chargers. Those five losses, you know, whatever. Those are really tough teams in tough environments. This Hawks team is supremely well coached. They're solid on offense somehow with Brian Schottenheimer at the helm. The Hawks are going to drag the Niners around the field and destroy them on Sunday. Mo, you nearly did it as well. You nearly put the Hawks on your card. Tell us why. Well, you already said it's something Mullins on the road versus a strong defense. I mean, he couldn't even muster more than nine points against the absolutely dreadful Tampa Bay defense. Um, yeah, I don't ever take bad QBs in uh, in Seattle. I basically learned my lesson from that time we tried to put Matt Barkley plus a million. Jimmy Clausen. And they lost Jimmy, by a Jimmy, million and one. Jimmy Clausen, 2015. Oh, was that it? Yeah, Jimmy Clausen. I couldn't remember if it was Bark. I thought it was Barkley for some reason. Yeah, it just doesn't work. Bad QBs on the road in CenturyLink. No, that's just going to be shredded every time. Minotti, you had this as your one pointer. Anything you want to add? I have no explanation for what happened with Nick Mullins last week, other than he's just not good. Like, I whiffed on that one horribly. Uh, But. I'm a little nervous about the number of points Seattle's laying here. They're not a team that's just going to run up the score on people. So, eh, this was this was definitely a coin flip. Wait, 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 wait. Seattle won't run up the score on people. I, there, I, there's not too many teams. If they're up, they're just going to run the ball every single play. No, like they that's run. not true at all. No. What have no, they done no, all no, year? No, 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 no. I specifically remember multiple times baiting the Seahawks and having them. Throwing in the fourth quarter this when the a, game was sealed up. This is a different was this back when you were watching Jeff Driscoll. Yeah, yeah, this was four years ago. Was this when Russell Wilson was at NC State? <laughs> this is with Russell Wilson. Pete Carroll at USC. Throwing the rock in the fourth quarter up big when they should just be sitting on the ball. No, they don't give a shit. <laughs> All right, Brett, your turn for your lone wolves. You have a pair. Uh, one is in the middle of the pack. One is way at the bottom. We'll start in the middle of the pack. You are laying a touchdown and a half with the Tennessee Titans against my fight in New York Jets. What the hell, Brett? Come on, kiddo. Well, I'm done with the Jets. Like I believe <laughs> I've been team. done my entire life with the Jets, by the way. I've believed in Cade. They've been in my top five. I don't even know how many times and they never cover for me. So F it. Clearly I have no read on this team. And one team I do have a good read on is this Titans team. I think this is a game they could and should absolutely roll in. Uh, the, the Jets are just a disaster and Mariota at home. I think, I think there's value every time with Mariota home against this. I don't even know what this Jets team is. So yeah, I don't love this one, but uh, I certainly prefer the Titans at home. You are right about struggling with the Jets. You are three and eight picking against them and seven and four, but not against them, but in games where the Jets are featured and seven and four in games where the Titans are featured. I hate the Jets too, but somehow they found their way. Again, I don't love this week. They're my last pick in my top five. Uh, they're also in Mo's top five. So I'm going to let him go first and I'm just going to echo what he says because I've got no idea. Yeah, what the hell? You could possibly lay this many points with this Titans team. DVOA actually thinks this is a very even matchup, uh, like very even. My eyes tell me a little bit differently, but I still would not lay more than uh, that's just too many. But this line should be like four and a half. Um, man, I do. One thing that does worry me here is the weather. I feel 18 mile per hour winds or whatever that's in the forecast. I do feel that actually does favor Tennessee a little bit because. Um, Mariota can run for some first downs and Dion is a player that they can really utilize like on some screens and dump offs where they don't have to worry too much about um, the elements uh, mucking up the play but uh, I still I still don't think even with that you can lay more than a touchdown here I mean this team is just like all right and I don't know the Jets should be able to keep this within reason I would think I would have liked it at the opener, nine and a half. I would 
prefer the penny line, which is currently eight. I don't get why the public is on the Jets here. Only slightly, though, 53%. Tennessee's just so weird, man. I guess maybe they're just really good at home, which is scary. Like, their last two home games, they muckrake the Patriots and lose to the Chargers by one. But then they go on the road and they get smashed by a Houston team that we keep saying is overvalued. Chargers game was in London. Oh, that's correct. Thank you for that correction. Um, man, I, I just don't know what to make of this Titans team. But my gut simply says that 7.5 is too much for this offense. I, I just don't trust Tennessee to get out and score that many points and keep pouring it on enough to score to, to cover by more than a touchdown. So I just slotted the Jets in there. As my fifth pick, um, DP, you've got this in the middle of the pack. You clicked the Jets. Anything to add to cap this one off? Uh, overall, don't want too much to do with this game. Ultimately, I saw the t- Titans minus seven and a half. I laughed and said, yeah, no shot. <laughs> I don't care who they're fucking playing. Yeah, pretty much. Last one, Bert. You've got the blinders on. You're laying the five with the Patriots against the Vikings. Tell us why. Well, I'm not going to waste anybody's time with this. This is my one-pointer. I don't like Minnesota on the road, especially following a home win. I thought this was a fair line. So, yeah, I've got the blinders on with Belichick. DP, the master of the Patriots, the guy who loves this team, even though he grew up a Buffalo fan, the guy who is and 2-9 when picking games featuring the Patriots. You've got them in your top five. Oh, you got the Vikings. You're fading them. Great hosting. Like I said, Orange County Community College, holla at you. Vikings. You've got the Vikings. You're fading the Patriots at home. What What's going on, DP? What is this anti-jinx that you're throwing out there? It's not an anti-jinx, man. Come on. I'm trying to win us money here. Uh, I know I'm not that great at picking Patriots games, but I mean, I got to keep going back to you know what my gut tells me, what my mind tells me, what my eyes tell me. And the Patriots is five-point favorites against the Vikings? No. I, this is no. Not in today's NFL. No. The Patriots still aren't that good right now. They're beating up on bad competition where they should. And even when they do that, they don't look all that great. Look at last week. They were, what, tied into the third quarter with the Jets, and then they pulled away at the end because the other team always just seems to, you know, totally blow their own dicks off out there on the field whenever they play New England. I mean, that's how this thing seems to always, always go. I really like this Vikings team. I think they can they can get up and go into New England where it's, you know, it's not necessarily like a tough place to play other than the fact that teams just shit their own pants. Like, it's weird. You know, like they don't have a really good crowd. You know, it's not a, a tough place to play for like a weather purpose. It's just, it's the whole thing just seems weird to me that how teams go in there and just like, fall over themselves. I don't think Zimmer is going to be someone who gets scared of Belichick. I think he looks at him more like a peer. You know, he's kind of like that, that (laughs) the other old guy across the sidelines, who's just a super, super experienced head coach and is going to have his team ready to go. Obviously a little bit worried about the old Kirk cousins here, but Patriots defense has not been good. Tom Brady hasn't been good. Patriots offense hasn't been good. Gronk is not Gronk. I mean, I know he did all right last week. Again, that was against the Jets. And overall, he just still looks like a shell of himself. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I just have to take the five points here. Absolutely have to take it. Last week was the picturesque Patriots winning cover to me. It was very businesslike. They didn't need to shred. They just went in. They took care of business. And they got out of there. And that was was annoying. It was was very Belichickian. They've done they've done that to me so many times this year, and it's so annoying. Zero effort whatsoever. Win and cover as massive road favorites. Uh, Mo Vikings middle of the pack. I feel like you wanted to push them higher, but you like me slid them down due to a couple of key injuries. Yep, Diggs and Rhodes. Uh, Diggs is the more scary one. This one is really, 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 really scary. The reason is because. Some of those targets that were supposed to go to Diggs are going to go to mm, arguably the worst player in pro football. Laquan season. Something Laquan Treadwell. Diggs is going to play. I don't know. This guy, that's what scares me. If he doesn't and they have to throw to Treadwell, never, never go full Treadwell. Well, beyond Treadwell, it just makes the Patriots' job easier. Like you just put Gilmore on Thielen and cover everybody else yeah the key is going to be getting um dalvin cook involved getting him involved in the passing game uh that seemed to help 
quite a bit last week. Um, so it'll be really important if Diggs is out. But uh, I still think Vikings have a little bit of value, but I don't love it unless Diggs plays. Yeah, this would have been on my card if I was more confident that Diggs was going to play. Rhodes, like we said on the recap podcast, it's just strange how poor of a year he's been having. So his injury, not as concerning, but definitely a concern. I feel like this should be three and a half or four. Again, this would be on my card, but not confident. They need both Diggs and Thielen, I think, to uh, for me to have confidence in this contest. My lone lone wolf coin flip territory like i said my bottom five i was just flipping coins i took the bears giants their only hope is to get barkley involved they're playing the number one pass defense in the league no idea how the giants block up front no idea how barkley has any room to do anything nobody was high on this except for dp dp you had the giants in the middle of the pack quickly tell me why you clicked new york um, I mean, I think it's just too many points. Uh, I mean, I capped this one a little bit lower. I had it at Bears minus three. Um, I mean, I think that the Bears can certainly win here. They can certainly go on the road. That defense is really good. That defense is going against Eli Manning, who is a statue and can just get nothing done. Um, but I'm just not that confident that they're going to be able to cover this many points on the road. I'm just not. I mean, I know they, they've looked good a lot of these recent weeks. They even looked good last week when they had Chase Daniel in their quarterback. So, you know, I think that I, I want to say that their stock is a little bit higher than it should be, but I also think that their stock should be high, if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it's got, it's this Eli thing is just scaring me, or I think I would have had this higher. I mean, I initially kind of wrote this game down and said, you know, this feels like way too many points. It's off from where I had it at. Um, you know, Giants at home. I mean, I know they have some weapons, but again, I just kept going to the back of the fact that. Eli Manning against this defense just seems super treacherous. So got to keep it lower, but five and a half points is too many for me not to take. All right, let's get to the card. DP's due to lead off this week, but Burt Minotti's got a hard stop, so he's up first. He's got a consensus pick. Yes, I did select this side, finally, even though it pisses me off to do so, and I know they're not going to cover. I know we're going to lose this game. Go ahead, Brett. Come on, man. Something got- Bill Walsh, Freddie Kitchens. I Look... I believe in what's happening in Cleveland right now. We're watching this team turn a corner in real time with Freddie Kitchens calling the plays. Baker Mayfield, Nick Chubb, this offense has gone out and scored 63 points in their last two games. This is the Baker Mayfield we saw at Oklahoma. I feel like we hadn't seen this Mayfield until last week, running his mouth, backing it up on the field. The swag is back. And this Browns offense is exciting right now. Obviously a bigger test this week against this Texans defense on the road, but this is a Houston team coming off a short week. Eight wins in a row, obviously running above expectation. Is this Houston team three points better than Cleveland on a neutral field? I don't think they are, but the public is still firing Houston here because the stink of Hugh Jackson is still on this Browns team. This is not the same team it was a month ago. I think they're going to go out and prove that this week with an outright win on the road in Houston. Big game here from Baker and David Njoku. Take advantage of that Houston, the the leaks up the middle of the field on this Houston defense. That's where you can attack them, and I think that's what's going to happen this week. I got the Browns outright. Isn't this stock absolutely at its peak for Browns as well, though? Like, highest it's been in a decade? Pop, no, well, it's the Browns. The Bra- well, I mean, it, it probably is, but yeah, it is, it's still the Browns, though. It's the Browns that steamed three points on Sunday and then won by 50. Like, everybody printed well, on Cleveland last week. That's because you were the only idiot in the world who didn't know that that was a horrible line. I was totally wrong. 100% incorrect and lost pizzas. I was punished for it. But I don't know. This line seems fair. I I don't know. It's not. Okay. 
I wish we had the look ahead. Look ahead was minus seven. What changed to move this line a point and a half? What do you mean? Browns are playing way better than anyone expected and, six and, months Mark, ago. And Houston, and Houston smashed in primetime. So again, why did this line move a point and a half? Texans short rest versus an evenly matched team. Just like Brett said, this is stupid. This line should be three. I mean, this week is not, there's not like value sitting everywhere like I've seen the last few weeks, but uh, this is a pretty good spot. I've got nightmares of Watt and Clowney and Merciless ragdolling a not great offensive line for the Browns. And yeah, but as, as we've seen since Kitchens took over, they've schemed ways to keep Mayfield on his feet. He doesn't get touched anymore. That's what's been most impressive about the Browns is that Mayfield has been clean. And I th- I think they can do that this week against that that pass rush. We are certainly going to need it. All right, back on schedule. DP, you're up. You have another consensus pick, the second of four consensus picks that will make the card. You've got a home dog. You've got a quarterback. Speaking of coin flip, a quarterback coin flip situation we're pretty sure the guy that's starting is going to finish the game but there's no promise tell us who you got dp i got famous i mean yeah it, yeah i gotta take the bucks here uh plus three and a half at home like you said there is a high probability we there will be a different quarterback finishing the game might be high, <laughs> higher different quarterback by halftime but uh listen bucks at home Panthers on the road. I feel like that's kind of the only thing that I needed here. I mean, first of all, I've been saying it many times this year. The Panthers consistently play down to their competition. I think that they're going to do that here. Um, I think that this Bucks team can certainly put up points. We've seen that all season. This Bucks team at home has been much better than it has been on the road. Panthers have not been good on the road, where they're I think they're one and four uh, on the road this year. So I just, I mean. To have to go to Tampa Bay, lay three and a half points, just seems absolutely crazy to me. Um, I mean, you guys can call me crazy, but I had this game as a pick. Just hang it as a pick and call it a day. Uh, this this Bucks team has some firepower. Um, and then if even if this game gets away from the Bucs, we've seen it time and time again. They always just come back and like pull within the number or pull out some win or do something stupid at the end of the game. It's just so weird. I just can't fathom laying three and a half points on the road with the Panthers. Can't do it. As Mo said on the recap pod, this is defense sold separately. Bucks 31st overall, 32nd against the pass. Panthers 26th overall, 27th against the pass. The Panthers are great against the run, but Tampa Bay throws the ball in 63% of their offensive plays. Only six teams in the league pass more frequently than the Bucks. Panthers have lost on the road outright to the Falcons, the Slurs, the Lions, I'm in total agreement with DP. This should be a pick. Mo, you are the only person who did not have the Bucks in your top five. Pray, tell us why. Should have lost to the Giants, too. Don't forget that. Uh, that, um, that, that was home. I was just talking about road games. for oh, the was that home? Uh, I didn't imagine. Wow. Um, well, this is finally Tampa Bay's playing the right QB. That that helps uh, versus an awful Carolina pasty. The biggest concern for me here is the weather, though. Another game where this one has 13 mile per hour winds forecast. We already established. You guys already said the Bucks can't run the ball, and they can't, and they don't. Um, which whatever a lot of weeks that helps them come back when they're down 40, but um, it might make it a little more difficult in this spot too. Especially how how much the Bucks tend to throw downfield. Um, that that's a concern for me. So I do like the Bucks, but I only think this line should be like three. I like the hook here, but not that excited about this one. Got to be honest. Speaking of wins, we'll keep it with you, Mo, for your top pick, which was also my top pick, and the Bucks were my second pick. So you guys are just sniping all of my selections. You have another consensus pick, Mo. You've got a road team getting all of the points. And a team like the Broncos, near and dear to our heart. Tell us which NFC West team you've got on the card, Mo. Just pinch your nose and fire the Cardinals this week. Um, 
plus 13 and a half here. I don't know why they wouldn't give us 14 because 14, but it's a everywhere. Fake There's literally, literally 14 everywhere. It opened 14 and a half, came down to 14. I have not seen a single 13 and a half in real life. Yeah, I mean, they just gave us this shit line, but it's still three and a half points too high. Packers should be minus 10 here. Um, I think the weather greatly favors Arizona here. This is another game that's got significant weather factor here. This one's got some snow in the forecast along with 16 mile per hour winds. I think that helps Arizona a lot. Um, obviously, Green Bay has a much better quarterback and a much better passing game. So I think anything that brings those factors closer to the mean helps. It, it, I mean, Green Bay can run the ball on them, which that worries me. But um, at least they can't take advantage of the awful NFL rules that don't allow defense anymore. Uh, so I, I do like the Cardinals quite a bit here and think this line is definitely way overinflated after the Cardinals got stomped, shit stomped by the uh, by the Chargers last week. But this isn't as a complete team like the Chargers. This isn't in nice weather like that one was where the Chargers could just do whatever without without worry. Uh, it's a good spot to click the Cardinals again, I think. Yeah, they're treating the Packers like they're the Rams, Chiefs, or Saints here. Like, this line is a clown show. This line shouldn't even be 10. I think this should be 9.5. Way too much respect for a mediocre Green Bay team. I mean, aren't we a couple of weeks removed from the Packers grinding out a win at home against Brock Osweiler. Like that game was 14 to 12 midway through the third quarter. This is a not great team with a quarterback who somehow looks mortal. Still no Mike Daniels up the middle for the Packers defense. I mean, just way, way, way too many points here. I I don't get it. DP, you're the lowest on the Cardinals in the spot. Any worries? Having this on the card. Um, thank you, Mo. He did what I couldn't do. Uh, I mean, I had the Cardinals much higher, and I just kept moving them down. I was, I was just, I was just worried, I guess, <laughs> that we could see what the Cardinals uh, put up last week. But I mean, yeah, I agree that this blind should be ten. I think we're getting three and a half points of value here. I mean, it's, I don't see it in this Packers team right now. I know that. It is Aaron Rodgers, and he could certainly come out and just blow doors and have the awesome game, but he has not looked like himself this year. Um, you know, he just looks not interested, and I not, don't think I can really blame him. Uh, that said, I think that this this Cardinals team can can keep these games close when you're getting such a big number, and I mean close, you know, within the number. Obviously, we're getting 13 and a half, so they could still lose by 12 and get blown out. But, but yeah, I think that this is really good, and again – Thank you, Mo, for, for being able to, to muster up the confidence to stick this one on, man. My number one pick, the Cardinals, gone. My number two pick, the Buccaneers, gone. So you guys are just going to have to put up with the fact that we are laying all the points with the Seattle Seahawks at home at CenturyLink. When I looked at this card, these 15 games, not a lot jumped out to me. I think these lines are very sharp. I think they're... Very fair. But there's one game where at least the outcome, the range of outcomes, I just don't see many scenarios where the Niners find a way to win outright. I, I, I just, like, what is it going to take for the Seahawks to lose this game in the wild card hunt, very well coached team, at home against a horrific offense? And I just, I don't see it in the card. So it basically comes down to how many points can the Hawks beat the Niners by? And I truly believe with that defense, with that fan base, with a rocking century link, that they can cover the nine and a half points. We're getting a half point of value. It is 10, albeit a fake 10 on Pinnacle. So we got to swallow the points, guys. We need to lay the nine and a half with the Seahawks. Got to do it. Was Brett on the other side of this? No, he had the Hawks at his last selection. Oh, he had Hawks. He might. He still yeah, might. You're fucking still, nuts, man. He still might fire his veto. He has a freebie against you still. He does. We'll have to get the bat signal up to see if he does. My next highest game is the collective pick. Let's oil up the machine. Let's see how she's doing. And uh, let's see if she can spit out a game that she spit out before, a team that she spit out before. This is another consensus pick. Uh, 
again, would have been my next pick on the card. The collective chooses the Washington racial slurs. It's the slurs against the broken Eagles. They beat the Chargers by a half point. Chargers were another consensus pick. The sixth and final consensus pick was the Bills plus four and a half. So I know I know Mo, who has both of those games higher than the slurs. Mo, you're I don't think you're pleased. No, I hate this pick. Why do you Jesus, hate it? What are you guys doing? Here? Why do you hate it against the fake Eagles? You guys don't even know who's going to be on the field. That's why. I don't know who's going to be on the field. Nobody knows who's going to be on the field. This is hospital ward versus hospital ward. How can anyone have an ounce of confidence in either side here? And on Washington's side, you have McCoy going into that environment where Donnie said people are throwing poop <laughs> on you or whatever the hell Donnie says every week. Um yeah, dude, come on. How can you guys have any confidence in this side? Well, it's trash Wentz against a good defense. We got that going for us. Like, why are they laying six and a half points against any team in the NFL right now? We don't even know if this is a pro football team coming out onto the field. We don't even know who's playing for these teams. Well, we know nobody's playing so, in the okay. Eagles second. We, know, we don't know who's playing yet. We're just going to lay six and a half. That seems no. Insane. I clicked on slurs, but I don't. I, this is a, near the bottom because I don't see how anyone can have any confidence here. Well, it's it's Eagles triage ward secondary versus an NFL team laying six and a half points. Who's better? Why are the Eagles three and a half on neutral? Who, who's who, like I don't understand. Who's who's better on neutral right now? Slurs or Giants? Mo. Man, you're putting me on the spot here. I guess slurs. And they should have just won in Philadelphia outright. The Giants, that that is. Like this, did they have? I mean, they got shredded in the second half. I don't understand. Game. Well, they gave the ball to Barkley five times in the second half, which is puzzling. And how is OBJ not interfered with on that play? I've got no idea. I got no idea what these refs are looking at in these games. The the officiating They're still covered. The officiating has, but they should have won outright. The officiating has always been bad in the NFL, and it made me laugh when the lockout happened and everybody or the. Uh, the strike happened, and everybody was mad at these replacement refs. Like they're they're the regular refs are, are hard as well. Like what are we doing here? I don't know. Six and a half is way too many points, and the reason why the slurs eked out the Chargers is because DP is really low on the Chargers. He had them at a four of fifteen. What what what's going on there, DP? Um, I'm a little bit worried. Uh, I, listen, I like the Chargers. I I really wanted to stick them higher. Um. I I'm not a huge fan of the number. I wanted us to get like four or four and a half and just kind of like them to, to hang a really high number with the Steelers at home. I, I wanted that to happen. Maybe I was just, you know, uh, thinking uh, way too optimistically that that would, uh, that that would happen, but it didn't happen. I'm just, I'm worried that cause this is, this feels like this is how the Steelers always do shit, right? They have, Crappy games on the road, which we expect from Big Ben, and then they go home and they're going to win forty-two to fourteen. You know, it's like, funny. It, I looked that up. I because the one thing that I think is fair to say of Tomlin is that he, if anything, is a great motivator. So I actually looked up uh, in the Tomlin era what the Steelers' record is coming off of a loss, and they're sixty-one percent against the spread coming off a loss. But I, I know the Chargers are the right side. I, I had the Chargers right outside my top five, bubbling slightly. Uh, but Listen, if the Chargers are the team that they're supposed to be this year, this is a cover. This is very likely a win. But I'm just not fully ready to just dive into them right now. So I, I just... I feel like I want to do it, right? But I'm just scared, so I stuck it at the bottom. Let's tackle the last consensus game, Bills at Dolphins. And Mo, you nearly had Bills on the card. And this is a game, I don't know how you can have any conviction on either side. This is this is a fair line to me. Yeah, I initially thought this was pretty fair. Um, then I started thinking about it, and I started realizing... Is Miami even really better than the Bills with Josh Allen? This is just a different team with him. I mean, it's kind of crazy that this is a line, but I also kind of don't mind it. I mean, 
three weeks ago, the Dolphins would have been minus 10 and a half here. But, uh, how, how, I mean, how are they going to move the ball against this Bills defense? I really don't know. Uh, and then on the other side, I think Josh Allen can do enough to keep this team in it. Uh, probably not going to give the ball away three times like Andrew Luck inexplicably did last week. But uh, you never really know with him. So I don't know. I think he's learning a little bit to like run around and use his legs a little more and not just like force crazy passes constantly. So I do see a little bit of improvement there. And uh, I think the Bills should be able to keep this close and lose it on a field goal if they do indeed lose it. This is another game where I wish we had the opener. Six and a half. That would be slam dunk Bills to me. But it crept down to what I yeah, think. Yeah, that's is. 100%. Someone opened an idiotic line there, and I wish we would have gotten some of it there. But now the books are getting punished. 62% on the Bills. I don't know. I think it's a fair line. I don't have much conviction in the line the Super Contest set. I think you guys are right, though. I think Brett will be vetoing out the Seahawks. And... The pick, well, you know what game he's going to put on the card then if he takes out the Seahawks. The Bengals? The Lions. I'm in. I like the I'm not. Like that spot. Who I think, cares? I think that's too sharp for own good. That is the poster boy pick for too sharp for own good. Lions plus nine and a half. Well, you can't say shit. He earned it because of your awful plays. Shut up. Both of you. Shut up, Mo. Mo, all Mo's top six picks this week are all road teams, and only one of them's a favorite: the Broncos. Laying all the points with the Broncos due to SEC. Another pizza. Due to SEC. Something. SEC bias. Something Jeff, Jeff Driscoll. Give me money line pizza. What's money line in that game? Probably two to one ish. Putting up Pinnacle now. This is the part of the show where I mean I load Pinnacle. Driscoll first of all, Driscoll's not worse than Andy Dalton. He's also not worse than Case Keenum. I mean what? Wow. It's just shitting on Case. Poor Case. Case sucks. Bangle. What are you talking about? Case is fine. Yeah, fine. So is Driscoll. Driscoll's fine. <laughs> Bengals plus one ninety seven. Yeah, no big line looks to be around minus 208 or whatever it would be with the math. There. So you give me two pizzas when Jeff Driscoll just marches up and down the field against the Broncos? Yes. Yes. Who day? Can, can I get a pizza too? Sure. Who day? Yes. Do I have money line or spread? What do you want? You can you can whatever you, you want. decide. We're money li- I'm money lining. Oh, then I'm money lining. Let's go. All right, let's go. I want to see if you want to have your exposure mode, but I guess not. You're just all in. I need a pizza sound. What sound would a pizza make, though? Or I just need, like, uh, very stereotypical Italian restaurant music. You just need, like, some Italian dude yelling, that's amore. No, that's that's, amore. That's what you need. You need to find that. Find, like, Mario yelling, that's amore. It's in a pizza bit. All right. So the card for now, although my pick is 100% getting replaced. Uh, I don't know if you guys have been in the chat now telling him to replace my pick. Oh, there it is. He's we going- were, but he said he wants to listen to the pick so he can yeah. react. Uh, we just gave him a little uh, teaser. Legitimately. He, wa- he wants to have an organic reaction. We should have him record it uh, so we can put it on social. So the card for now is Cardinals plus 13 and a half, Browns plus five and a half, Bucks plus three and a half, Slurs plus six and a half, and Hawks minus nine and a half. A very collective card. Four dogs, one favorite. That favorite's probably going to get vetoed out for yet another dog. Check out at Gridiron Gamble to see if it gets vetoed which you probably will. Screw you, Bert. Uh, and also follow these guys on Twitter. At Brett Colson, C-O-L-L-S-O-N, at Donnie underscore Peters, and at Mo Nuara, N-U-W-W-A-R-A-H. Best of luck in the last 
week of the regular season in fantasy football, boys and girls. And best of luck in your betting ventures. Talk to you Tuesday. Peace. Ow.